Hello, welcome to Season 5, Episode 5, Week 5 of the Bantha Brothers. As you can tell from myself, Dilly Football doing the intro, not Connor and Brent not chiming in the background, this is going to be a solo pod. Yes, you all are very blessed to be receiving this solo pod. Just like the NFL teams get their bye weeks, so do the Bantha Brothers. Connor is out. And Brent gets two bye weeks, apparently. One, not doing this episode, and the second, getting to play Luke last week. I do want the record to show that I will not be a part of Band Brothers next week. I will be making this local league not so local. Going to be down in Mexico. Shout out Trey, who's just there. Hope it was a great time, brother. So yeah, solo pod. Um, this will be a different type of Bantam Brothers. I mean, we are going to discuss the league football, some jokes. We'll be able to dive into that later, but there is a topic or a couple topics that I do want to bring up. And the first is going to be the Alvin Kamara fantasy situation as being a very dedicated league commissioner. I mean, this is actually on my resume, fantasy football mafia commissioner. The Alvin Kamara situation last week was a little tricky. Um, so obviously long story short, he was dealing with rib injuries earlier in the year played through it, uh, was practicing through it, and then they were the early London game, so 8.30 a.m. Central Time kickoff, and about an hour and a half before the game, he's a surprise inactive. So the issue is people that are just bad managers and don't care enough just aren't willing to do what it takes to win. Some didn't wake up to change their lineups because they didn't think that Kamara would be out. Thankfully, shout out Trey again, another shout out. He woke up early, grinding, saw, hey, Kamara's out, I want to make the switch. Obviously, in the Omaha Mafia, we take this league very seriously. We never think of that being an issue. But I was seeing on Twitter that a lot of people, this David Clue guy, which this guy's just the absolute worst, our hundreds of listeners, please at him in the comments. I would love to have him on this show. I think Connor and Brent would too, and we could just go after him. Just an absolute row session. Was saying that, hey, we play fantasy for fun, show some sympathy to the managers. Absolutely not. This is cutthroat serious stuff here. I get it, we play for fun, but there's money on the line, group text, I mean, pride on the line here. We're not just going to let people not do what it takes, and let him get away with it. That's kind of a hot way to come into the the episode, but I did want to get that off my chest. Um, The next thing I want to address before we get into the league and whatnot is this whole waiver wire situation. Um, Once again, for those that know, Zarek and I tied for the Isaiah Pacheco $6 bid, and since it was a tie, there's a waiver order system, just how like regular your local leagues have it, where they don't do the fab bidding. It's just waiver order priority. I was on the better side of the priority, so I ended up getting Pacheco. And Zarek is still very confused about this process. So Z, I did prime you over a waiver wire for dummies book. It should arrive early tomorrow morning. Let me know once you receive that. Give it a good look. Bring out your pens, your highlighters. It's going to have some in-depth stuff. Next order of business, there were two trades that happened in the Mafia. One last week that we didn't discuss on BOB because it happened after the episode. And then the next one between Reed and Brent. would love to have Brent to discuss it, but I can do that. That's why I'm here. The first trade um, was between Tyler and Luke. 
Very questionable trade here. So Tyler receives Travis Kelsey and Darnell Mooney for Darren Waller and Robert Woods. Mooney and Woods have both been underwhelming, disappointing. Mooney more than Woods, more draft capital. So that's just kind of a wash. So pretty much we're trading Darren Waller for Travis Kelsey. I repeat, Travis Kelsey for Darren Waller. That is really, really bad, Luke. I know you don't even look at trades in the group chat, so you're probably not even coming close to listening to this podcast. Would love that you would. But that is such a bad trade. We have Travis Kelsey, 65.3 points on the year. And we have Darren Waller, very low down the totem pole. At 31 and a half. Hasn't even split him in points yet. That pause is because I'm speechless about this trade still to this day. I don't understand how this goes through. There's no injury concerns with Kelsey. He's getting peppered with targets. Usage rate is out the wazoo being the true alpha number one in Kansas City. Disgusting trade. I move on. The next trade was before, uh, with our own Banta brothers, Brent McKnight. And Reed Zerline, Reed Ospito. This trade, Brent ends up receiving Jonathan Taylor, Dweebo Samuel, and Romeo, Big Romeo D. For Aaron Jones, Michael Pittman, and Rashad Bateman. So the initial gut reaction in the chat was that Brent fleeced Reed. I mean, seeing Jonathan Taylor, he was the 101. Not my 101, but he was the 101. Uh, Dweebo, good player, great after the catch, has Jimmy field goal now, thrown in the ball, some more opportunity. And then Romeo, solid player. I do think that Brent won this trade, just initial reaction. I mean, you have to pick a side. But I don't really think it's that bad. Jonathan Taylor is dealing with a high ankle sprain and turf tail. Not really sure how he's going to rebound from that. And then, I mean, Aaron Jones is solid. They don't really have many other weapons that we've been able to see, so I think they're going to continue to use him, especially in the past game. Pittman, I mean, Matt Ryan's a complete joke. I am watching this live. We're in like the second quarter, and I am still asking for Nathaniel Hackett to be fired. But Pittman, solid. And Bateman is dealing with some foot stuff. Might not play this week, so the foot injury is kind of concerning. Small bones, all that going on. So I do lean with Brent, and when you look at Brent's team, on paper, you see the Taylor, Dweebo, Cup, D-Hop when he comes back. Very star-studded, but I really don't think it's that bad. Feel free to put in the comments what your thoughts are about that trade. On to the Mafia. I am going to break down the standings. We are four weeks in, points four, and I'll dive into the matchups, get into some bets, and get out of your guys' hair. Appreciate you listening to this, by the way. Um, actually, I want to talk about that a little bit further. I am just sitting here doing this podcast by myself, so I do appreciate the people that are listening to this, hundreds, thousands of listeners. You all know how much I love fantasy football and give my thoughts and opinions, so shout out to you guys and gals. We are going to start with the East here. Interesting division. We have Brent at 4-0, Jackson at 3-1, but Jackson is leading the league in points four. Kind of a surprise shout out to you, Jackson. Wheelock at 2-2, two and two, and then Evan at 1-3. and three. Um, As I mentioned, Jackson is a surprise from the coach's poll. 
Not many people are really vibing with this team, but he does have the most points. Nick Chubb is absolutely balling. Josh Allen's carrying. Big game from Hawkinson last week, and then the wide receivers have been okay. Next week, or maybe probably the week after, we will do a kind of a buy-sell with people's teams. We can dive into it a little bit further. In the Central, talk about an absolute gauntlet. Everyone is 2-2. Two and two. But, shout out to me, I am second in points four, and I do have a 48-point lead on Arrow, who's second in the division. Obviously, we need to win games. We try to win each week, but the points four race is something serious, something we'll have to monitor. And then in the West, we have Connor at three and one, Jack at two and two, Trey one and three, and then Luke at 0 and four. And Luke is only at 299 points. Everyone else is creeping in the 380. 380 is like the next lowest, so that is tough for Luke. Um, as I mentioned, Connor has a solid amount of points. Jack being 2-2 two and two, does have a solid team, and the two losses were games where Trey Lance broke his ankle early, and then Tua legit curled, died, fencing fingers on air that Amazon Prime just had to feel the need to continue on. Speaking of Amazon Prime, I kind of jumped all over the place. If I have to watch Matt Ryan fall in the pocket, a relatively clean pocket, and take a sack one more time, I am canceling my Amazon Prime. This is disgusting to watch. But back to it. Very close mafia. Um, bye weeks are coming up, starting to get some more trades going through, as I mentioned. So kind of curious to see where things kick off that way. Well, producers, play some music. And we'll get into these weekly matchups. No one's going to play music. Sorry for the bummer there. We are going to start. We're going to start with me and Tyler. I am rolling out Patrick Mahomes, Chris McCaffrey. Um, hopefully, DeMont can play. He was limited coming off the knee ankle injury from two weeks ago. So, hopefully, he can play. Got Tyreek, uh, Gabe Davis. Hopefully, Amon Ra can play. Probably doubtful, did not practice today or yesterday. Gerald Everett, and then that guy T. Higgins at the flex. If Amonra doesn't play, we do have some options. Granted, they're not great. Could go running back or wide receiver. Not really sure where I'm going to go. We'll have to see. And then Tyler, he has Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, A.J. Dillon, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Chark, Chark's probably in there, assuming that Monroe might be out. We'll have to see about that. Newly acquired Kelsey, and then Michael Gallup in the lineup. Both two and two teams here. Pretty good points for. This is going to be a good matchup. Um, I will always bet on myself and bet on my team, but I do think I will win this matchup. Even if Monroe doesn't play, I think Mahomes against the Raiders is a solid matchup. Tyreek and T. Higgins have been studs for me. I think they'll continue that trend. And then Gabe Davis has been battling the ankle injuries, full practice, back-to-back -back days. Some injuries with that Bills passing game, and the Steelers are pretty good matchup, actually, to face in that secondary. I'm going to go with me this week. Curious to see with Tyler. Um, Metcalf has been solid for him. Going against the Saints, Lattimore. Lattimore really only cares to be good against Mike Evans. We'll see how this goes with Metcalf. But 
even with that Jalen, A.J. Brown against the Cardinals, I'm going to go with me. Next on the docket, we have Evan and Reed. Evan's rolling out Joe Burrow, Dalvin Cook in that brace, Ramondre Stevenson, Elijah Moore, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Zach Ertz, and then Mr. Touchdown Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Reed's got Aaron Rodgers, Zeke Elliott, Brees Hall, Michael Pittman, who has been turning in on this uh, these last couple minutes, Amari Cooper, George Pickens, Kyle Pitts, and Aaron Jones. With this matchup, I am going to go with Evan. Reed did make that trade, has some pieces going around, but Bateman, Michael Thomas likely aren't going to play for him. Those are two tough losses. Um, Aaron Jones should have a good week uh, against the Giants, especially in London football. But Evan, Joe Burrow has lit up the Ravens when they played last year. I think he'll do the same. Dalvin, really great game script. Same with Ramondre Stevenson. Mike Evans had those two touchdowns like we last week is looking solid. Brandon Cooks, another solid match against the Jaguars. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. I am going to go with Evan. I am curious, though, with Reed to see the Pickens situation with Kenny Pickett out there. Pickett, Pickens, Pickett, Pickens. See how that goes. But I'm going to go with Evan this week. Next up, we have Connor and the old head ball coach. This is tough for Connor. He did start Naheem Hines in his RB2, and on the first drive, he got 2 wood. Looks like he's probably done for the game, hasn't been back out there, haven't heard any updates, so probably out. Tough one. But he is rolling out Lamar Jackson, Lenny Fournette, who finally scored a touchdown last week, Naheem, obviously, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Jerry Judy, not off to a good start, one catch for 11 yards, Mark Andrews, and Dudu Smith-Schuster. Zara Cass, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Henry, Travis Etienne, the skinny guy, Godwin, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Goddard, and CeeDee Lamb. The projections were very big on Connor heading into this game. It was about a 24-point spread in Connor's favor. I, even with the Hines injury, I am going to go Connor, but this does make this game a lot closer. I mean, when you're sloughing a starter scoring one point. Obviously, that could happen when they play a full game. Shout out Gabe Davis. One catch for 13 yards. But this does make it interesting. Um, that Lamar Andrews stack Sunday night football against the Bengals. Thank you, NFL, for scheduling this game. It should be great. Lenny and Falcons. I do like just the whole offense in that matchup. Should be able to get into the end zone, catch some passes. Jay Jeff's that guy, Alave, in an absolute smash opportunity against the Seahawks. I like Connor this week. ETN has been disappointing, hasn't really thrown him. They haven't really thrown the ball much, which is kind of concerning. But Tyler Lockett against the Saints, that could be an opportunity, especially if Lattimore is shadowing DK. CeeDee Lamb, curious to see how he matches up against Jalen Ramsey, which Lamb's been pretty good lately. I'm going to go Connor here, though. Next on the docket. We have Jack and Brent. Jack is rolling out Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley, Damian Pierce, Jamar Chase, Hollywood Brown, Christian Kirk, and Joku, and Miles Sanders. Brent's got Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater. Brent did drop Matt Stafford. He's done with him. 
Devin Singletary, J.K. Dobbins, Cooper Cup, Dweebo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, Big Pat, and Ray Gromeo. A lot of bigs in this lineup. Shout out, Brent. Tough with Brent not being able to have Taylor or Dotson. Dotson does have the, a hammy. I don't know if Dotson would be in the lineup regardless. But I'm going to go with Jack here. Um, Jack's team is starting to look better, especially running back situation. Saquon's a top running back. Damian Pierce, solid. And then Miles Sanders, talk about an absolute steal on draft day. Um, wide receivers are good. Jamar Chase, been a little bit disappointing. Um, but the the routes run, target percentage, all that, I mean, is there. Just needs to kind of execute a little bit better. Give him the ball. Try to give him some more easier targets. Come on, Zach Taylor. Brent starting Teddy. That'll be interesting. Looked all right Thursday night football, but no really true ceiling there. Good to have Dobbins back and those two wide receivers, a cup and Dweebo, could keep things close. But I don't like Deontay and Pat Fryermuth. Big fade of myself on the Steelers. Just scared of the situation of them switching to Pickett. I don't really think he's him. Shout out him. He's not. I'm going to go Jack here. Next game, we have Luke and Jackson. Luke. Projected a great 92 points at the moment. Is rolling out Derek Carr, Najee Harris, Jeff Wilson, Cortland Sutton, who has two catches for 11 yards, Bobby Trees, Jacoby Myers, Darren Waller, equals Travis Kelsey, and MVS, Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, very scary Terry, Alex Thielen, Adam Thielen, wow, Alex Thielen, Adam Thielen, Editor, erase that. Lazard, Hawkinson, Josh Jacobs. I'm going to go Jackson. Um, those running backs, Chubb. Mixon looks disgusting, but they are just, for whatever reason, giving him a bunch of work, so could plot his way to a touchdown. But Josh Allen um, kind of struggled last week. I mean, he still had 25 points in fantasy, but definitely can improve throwing the ball-wise. I think Gabe being healthier will help him out there. Josh Jacobs is looking really good, too, in that backfield. Thielen starting to get the ball more. And then Luke's team is very, very sad. He'll go to 0-5. Last game here, we have our game of the week. Aaron and Trey. Aaron is rolling out Tom Brady, Jamal Williams, James Conner, Devontae Adams, Mike Williams, Drake London, Tyler Higby, Raheem Mostert, Mr. $25 man. Trey has Herbert, Alvin Kamara, who should be playing. But do wake up and check your lineups. James Robinson, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddle, Curtis Samuel, George Brittle, and pretty much left tackle Kittle, and Damian Harris. No surprise to me that this is the game of the week. Um, some solid matchups here on both sides. Good mix of really good players, high upside, some sneaky plays. I am going to go with Aaron here in a close one. Close high-scoring matchup. As I mentioned a couple times, I do like Brady and the Bucks in this matchup. Jamal Williams, tougher one against the Patriots, but he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Devontae Adams should smash. The Chiefs secondary hasn't been the best face in the past. Should be a negative game script, which is great for Adams. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, out likely again. With the hamstring, Drake London, Higby, most are starting to get the ball more. 
Trey's team is solid. Um, hopefully Herbert, he's continuing to get a little bit better. Needs to get full weapons there, but it's been sturdy, about 24 game besides that tough Jacksonville game, which he legit was like dead on the field. Kamara should be back in a good matchup. Diggs is a baller, good bounce back week. Wild's been having the groin. Should be able to play, though. But George Kittle um, is just a glorified blocker, kind of touchdown dependent to even like have anything. So I'm going to leave with Aaron here, but very good matchup of a 2-2 two and 1-3 two and one and three team. Well, that is the weekly matchups. So we are now in the betting corner, and we have one play for you guys. We are going to go with a six-point teaser this week. And the play is going to be the Green Bay Packers, minus two. They're the lending game. I think they're going to be able to handle the Giants. Giants dealing with a lot of injuries to the wide receivers. Daniel Jones, hurt ankle, should be able to play. But his mobility does help him out a lot. Two rushing touchdowns last week. If you can't move around much, that pass rush should be able to get to him. And then we're just sticking with it. Um, Tampa Bay, minus two and a half against the Falcons. They might win that game by... 14 plus so very confident about those two plays text brent personally if you want some college football teasers to be able to send them out to you but that is all i got here at dilly football quick episode this week once again i do appreciate you all chiming in listening if you got any feedback definitely let me know but best of luck to you in week five fantasy football is fantastic let's enjoy it while we can thanks